Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, August 20th, 2020. All kinds of 20s. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. I am here with you solo today as we have a very, very light news day. Matt and I alluded to the fact on yesterday's show that we're kind of expecting some big theater news this week. We just have no idea when. (laughs) Thought it was going to be Tuesday, then thought it was going to be Wednesday. So I guess let's try for later today. What I do know, though, is that you will be able to hear it first from us if you are a Patreon subscriber. If you are willing and able, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to back us if you haven't already. On to today's news, though, and starting off Broadway at the Public Theater, which made a major leadership announcement on Wednesday. Sahim Ali and Shanta Thake have been named Associate Artistic Directors as part of an expanded and restructured artistic leadership team effort. The two will join Mandy Hackett, who remains in the same role with all three taking on a specific branch of work within the organization, Ali doubling as resident director curating, developing, and directing productions, Thake continuing as director of artistic programs overseeing Joe's Pub, Mobile Unit, Under the Radar, and more, and Hackett continuing as director of public theater productions, which includes leading commercial project efforts from early development to potential Broadway transfers. In a statement, longtime public theater artistic director Oscar Eustace said, quote, This restructuring celebrates the growth and strength of our artists, diversifies the artistic decision-making authority at the public, distributes leadership, and opens up our decision-making to more voices. There is much more work to come, and shortly but I believe this is an important step in the process of the public becoming a more progressive, just, and anti-racist institution. This follows calls in recent months for theater companies across the country to restructure their leadership, as we've said many times already, to make an equitable anti-racist institution and an equitable anti-racist system You have to fix not just who's on the stage, but who's behind the scenes and at leadership, the leadership table. This is a good start. I am very much in favor of having as many seats at the table as possible for non-white men. Ali and Thake are both incredibly talented. Uh, I'm a big fan of the public, as I've discussed many times. This decision... It's kind of, uh, it's got my attention turned on them even more so than usual. This also fits in with an article that came out from the New York Times yesterday on the very topic of leadership restructuring, entitled, At Theaters Push for Racial Equity Leads to Resignations in Restructuring. Michael Paulson looks at Philadelphia's Curio Theater Company, Berkeley's Theater First, and New York City's Ensemble Studio Theater, among several other organizations, all of which have in recent months announced leadership and structural changes. At Curio, co-founder Paul Kuhn has relinquished his programming and hiring authority to new co-AD Rich Bradford. At Theater First, artistic facilitator John Tracy has stepped down to create a new term-limited AD position. And at Ensemble, William Carden will be leaving the group, says Carden, quote, The key to anti-racism is sharing power, 
It takes a lot of work and a lot of humility, and it requires that white people step aside. Paulson also addresses, as we've already discussed, Baltimore Center Stage's recent changes responding to demands for change published by We See You White American Theater. On the commercial-slash-Broadway theater side, says Paulson, the changes are less obvious so far, but, for example, company has pledged to hire 10 paid black apprentices when Broadway resumes. Wicked is sponsoring the Broadway Advocacy Coalition's Artivism Fellowship, which plans an inaugural class of black women artists, activists focused on systemic racism and and criminal justice reform. And the Broadway League this month doubled its number of black members of its board of governors from two to four. Small but tangible steps for white American theater. I would say, first of all, be sure to give this a read, but I would say it's great to see changes happening in detail like this, particularly when it comes to new artistic directors and leadership restructuring. Because as we've said many times already, you have to wonder if theater organizations are going to do more than talk the talk. Some are definitely still in that talking stage or worse, they've been completely silent. So to have organizations reorganizing from the top and saying, yeah, no, we need to change. That's promising. And we all just have to keep pushing for that change in the coming months before theater as a whole is up and running again. All right, on to some screen and streaming news. And coming off the announcement yesterday that Amanda Stenberg would be joining the cast of the upcoming Dear Evan Hansen movie, two other cast members have been announced. Broadway alum Colton Ryan and Nick Dodani have been tapped to play Connor Murphy and Jared Kleinman, respectively, in the adaptation. As Matt and I discussed yesterday at this point, while not officially confirmed, Booksmart's Caitlin Dever is rumored to play Zoe Murphy, and Ben Platt is expected to reprise his Tony-winning performance, despite the fact that he will be, like, 28 by the time this comes out. Ryan was most recently appearing in Girl from the North Country up until the shutdown, but was also an original cast member of Dear Evan Hansen, understudying the roles of Evan, Jared, and Connor. Joe Donny, a comedian, is known for his work on Netflix's Atypical and in the film Escape Room. But, uh, great casting for both, particularly Dodani, who was excellent on Atypical. No official production timeline has been announced yet, but again, everyone who has been cast so far is in their mid-twenties, so you've got to think they will be getting on that sooner rather than later. Have not yet gotten those big casting names that Matt mentioned on yesterday's show, but I expect we will be getting those soon as well. In streaming news, more of New York theater's finest have been added to the lineup for this year's upcoming 48 Hours dot 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 in Harlem. Starting August 20th, that's today, Obie Award-winning production collective Harlem 9 will begin the stream of their 10th annual and first digital festival. April Mathis, Larry Owens, and Dee Woods have joined as actors, and Keith Joseph Adkins has joined as a playwright in the festival. The four-day event will also feature playwrights such as Brittany K. Allen and Jeremy O'Brien, directors Raja Feather Kelly and Malika Oyetaman, and actors Shivana Calder and Broderick Clavery, among many others in all three categories. There will be six playwrights, six directors, and 18 actors to be exact. 
For this year's festival, playwrights were asked to write six new plays in 48 hours between July 17th and the 19th, then rehearsed and recorded during an additional 48 period between July 24th and 25th. That is quicker than anything I have ever done in my life, so props to them for that. The live stream will start tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can still buy tickets for the event starting at $10. They are donation-based and go up to 1000 so give what you can past 10 at harlem9.org. New dates have been set for the highly anticipated Old Vic colon in-camera world premiere of Three Kings starring Andrew Scott. After performances were delayed twice due to the actor requiring a minor surgical procedure, the new run will begin on September 3rd. The monologue play by Stephen Beresford will be helmed by Old Vic Artistic Director Matthew Warkus. You can learn more about the production at oldvictheater.com. And last but not least, final casting has been announced for Playbill's upcoming streaming special, Women in Theater, colon, A Centennial Celebration. Hosted by Heidi Schreck and Rebecca Naomi Jones, the evening celebrates women, non-binary, and gender non-conforming artists and their milestone contributions to the theater over the past 100 years, as well as Broadway-bound musicals from New Voices. The evening will feature performances from Sarah Bareilles, Daphne Rubin-Vega, Jesse Mueller, Beth Malone, Saleha Pfeiffer, Nikki M. James, and many others, as well as appearances from a long list of talent, including Kiera Alegria Hoodies, Lynn Nottage, Paula Vogel, Maybe Burke, and more. In addition to previously announced sneak peek musicals like Jeanette and Gun and Powder, the event will also feature the debut of a new song by six co-writers Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. The benefit performance raises money for the aforementioned BAC Artivism Fellowship. Women in Theater, colon, a centennial celebration will stream on Playbill on August 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern and will remain available for viewing until 8 p.m. on August 30th. A good handful of feel-good recommendations today for you to watch. I love this first one, <laughs> and it comes from Ben Bogan and Joe Hornberger, who have written a mockumentary-style video about Mean Girls returning to rehearsal post-pandemic. Not actually post-pandemic, though, in the middle of the pandemic, but under still strict CDC guidelines because Betsy DeVos opened up schools too early, and as part of a stunt, that includes North Shore High School. It actually comes from a video Hornberger did recently on his Instagram. This full parody includes friend of the show Ellen Marsh playing Tina Fey, who is sitting in on the rehearsal for all the new changes. Also features Jay Armstrong Johnson, Gerald Caesar, Bogan Hornberger as all three plastics, of course, TJ Newton, Chanel Bailey, and more. This is so, so good. It also includes a brutal Cameron Dallas joke. So, I mean, that's necessary viewing for that alone. Then on Tuesday, as part of Harlem Week's virtual music festival, we got a new music video for Tight Connection to the Heart from Girl from the North Country, starring Kimberly Lane Sprawl, who plays Marianne in the show. 
she's exploring the streets of Harlem in the video, and it's just a beautiful love letter. I've really been anticipating her performance in North Country. Uh, so just delighted to have this in the meanwhile. And then a one-two punch of Billy Porter and politics. First, because this is getting recorded during day three of the DNC, so I'm unfortunately missing all of the festivities. A throwback Thursday to a whole three days ago at day one of the convention, so many lifetimes ago, where Porter concluded the festivities with a performance of For What It's Worth alongside Stephen Stills. I have absolutely no idea what to do with this performance other than it's not the strangest thing that's happened this year by a long shot. I personally, I know they cut off because I didn't watch that night either. As you can guess, I don't watch the DNC, but everyone I know does so I can follow along from afar. But I, I know they cut off from it and people were really outraged about that. I personally thought it was a great rendition of a song. I generally do not really like. So I guess if nothing else, that is a win for the DNC. And then finally, Black Theater United and Stacey Abrams Fair Count have partnered to launch the Only One of Me campaign, which features artists of color hoping to inspire completion of the 2020 U.S. Census amongst hard-to-count populations. Porter did one of him walking around Harlem. The great Misty Copeland did one featuring her dancing outside Lincoln Center. Of course, if you haven't filled your own census data yet, you still have until September 30th to do so. So get it done at mycensus2020.gov. That, as well as the link to everything I've discussed in today's show, will, of course, be in the show notes. All right, that is all we have for you today. So thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And if you are willing, able, and so inclined, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. And as always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. Have a great Thursday, everybody. And I believe Matt and I will be back to talk with you tomorrow. 